Somebody give God the praise. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is a faithful God. He is a great God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We were, are talking about this subject that I love so much. It says the righteousness, not by works. How many of us really think that you are righteous on your own? And, 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 and we do not do anything. We don't have to do anything to, to be righteous. Amen. Now I want us to read something quickly and moving. The book of Romans chapter 1. Verse 16 and 17. Now Paul begins to speak to us about something here. And he says, For I am not ashamed of this gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone. Who believes? First to the Jews. Then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And the second scripture that I want us to read, it's in the book of, um, the book of Matthew. Chapter 6, verse 33, it's one scripture that we all know. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Praise the Lord. Now, now, quickly, I want us to look at something as we speak about the righteousness of God, that we cannot do anything and there is nothing that I can do to be righteous. And I've come across few people that always believe that for them to call themselves righteous is because of they've made themselves righteous. And now I get to the word of God, but first where I want to start is where Paul begins to speak with us. When he opens up in the book of Romans, he begins by saying, for I'm not ashamed of this gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone. Who believes? You see, one thing about the Bible is that it will not say everybody. They will always give that thing of saying those that believe. If you believe. It does not just say everybody. But then you must make a decision. You must make a choice for you to be part of those when it says if you. Then you become part of that. And, 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 and he begins to speak about this. He says, first to the Jews. And somebody asked him, why every time when Paul refers to the Bible and when he speaks to them, he says, first the Jews. And I came to understand that now when you understand the Bible, says, the reason why Paul always says first the Jews was because of the Jews were the, gener were the nation that God has chosen for himself. Now, because God has chosen them, they always believe that everything is for them, not for anybody else. That is why they cannot be in one space with the Gentile most of the time. Because they believe that we are 
good we are. We are clean. We are righteous because we deserve to be because we make ourselves righteous. So therefore, that's why whenever you come across them, you would always say, yes, we understand that you are the chosen generation. We understand that God chose you first, but you must understand that now it moved from you alone, but then to everybody else. Now the Bible says, for those that he came for did not receive him. For the fact that they received him, that gave us the chance to come, to come into the presence of the Lord. That is why I always say this and say the reason we say we are saved by the grace is because of we did not deserve this grace. We did not deserve to be sitting where we are today. We did not deserve to be in the space that we are today. It is by the grace of God. There's a song that says again and again, in the hour is a corner. Because now we understand that, number one, when Paul begins to, 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 to talk about this, all things is, but then let us come to the point of understanding that you were the chosen generation. You were the one that were given access to go to God. But now, everybody else has that because now, for the fulfillment that the salvation can be for everybody that believes. And he begins to say, now, therefore, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And just as it is written that the righteous will live by faith. And the question was, what is God's righteousness? According to the book of Matthew that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And I begin to, 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 to sit and say, Holy Spirit, can we get to a point whereby we understand what it is, the salvation of God? And I want us to look at a few things. In the morning as I'm, 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 I'm praying, I, I began to get some things, bongs, and please forgive me because I know the team would not have some of the scriptures that I have here. But I want us to look at this thing that there was a debate between the scholars that what is the righteousness of God? And there are five points that I want us to look into that Paul brings to us and he begins to reveal these things to us to come to the understanding of it is. And, 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 and the revelation or the righteousness of God can be defined in different ways and in different forms according to how they would look at the righteousness of God. Now, number one says, first, God's righteousness is said to be revealed and manifested. And hence it is argued that God's righteousness is an effect of work of God. The righteousness of God, it is the effect of his own work. So in other words, we cannot come to a point, as I said before, that we cannot say that we are righteous on our own. We do not deserve that. Now, when you read the Bible, the Bible says, he, he, he came. And when he came, there was a point where, 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 where everybody was not, was not around the space where they want to be around him. That's why when you read the book of John chapter 1, that says, in the beginning was the word. But when you read verse 12, it says, but those that believe has given them the right to be called the children of God. 
Now it's not everybody who is called a child of God. Now I always say this, and, and I know it, 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 it comes heavy to other people and say, now there's a clarity, number one, we are the people of God, but they are the children of God. According to his word in the book of John chapter 1, that for those that believe in him, he gave them the right to be called the children of God. Now you can only be a child of God when you have received him as your Lord and Savior. That after you have received him as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, then thereafter you have been justified from where you are to where you have to be. Praise the Lord. Now, number one, they say the righteousness of God that is revealed. It is the effective work of God. That cannot be limited to a mere declaration. For indeed the entire in creation and not just the individual. What God declares becomes a reality since he is the redeemer and the creator. Now only him is able to do that. And number two, they say the righteousness of God, when they looked at it in these five things, it is also revealed as the power of God. Praise the Lord. Now, number three, it says God's righteousness in the Old Testament is often parallel and to his salvation, truth, and mercy. Now, how they view the righteousness of God back in the days, they would look at it as in a sense of the truth and the mercy of God. And I want to bring this thing because of the background of this whole thing. It was because they were not, they were not first in the New Testament, but they were still in the Old Testament. How they saw it, that is why when you read the Bible, it will always refer to Abraham, it will always refer to others, and say because he did one, two, three, four, five, then righteousness was counted to him. Praise the Lord. Now, number four. They say now, they look at it in the, in, in the book of Romans, and now they explain it, they say, it is through the redemption that Christ is, that is in Christ, Redemption signifies the freedom and liberation from sin through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. It is the redemption that we do not only do on our own, but it is, from, it is through Christ. Praise the Lord. Who have liberated you from your sinful nature? Who has set you free from that led you in sin? That's what the Bible says, whosoever the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm going somewhere, I want us to, to rush through these things and then we will go to other things. Now, number five, the righteousness of God is also revealed in a grace form. He says, Paul says, Paul speaks of grace reigning through righteousness. Now, when you do the study and when you do the, the history of the Bible, you understand how he always comes across this thing and, 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 and brings it to us because of when he says that we are saved by grace and because of we are saved by grace, in other words, we have moved from one place to another. You are no longer in a space where you were before. Now, after you have said all this, now I want us to go back to what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1, that the gospel of God that is revealed. For it is the power. Now, after this five nights, speaking about what is the righteousness of God. Now, we go back to what Paul says in chapter 1. 
He says, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to those who believe. Praise the Lord. And number one, I ask myself a question, what is a gospel? And when you read the Bible, the Bible says the gospel, it is the good news. And what is the good news? And I want to say that if, if I say to you, I've got good news, how many of us have heard, I've got good and bad news for you? Which is which? Where should I start? Because the good news must be good news. Once somebody says to you, I've got good news for you, but never forget, they're no longer good news. Because the good news doesn't have to have the bad in it. It must not be changed as the good news. It cannot be changed. If I said to you, I've got good news for you, Plane is, uh, uh, we're going to, to Mauritius. Just pack your bags. But you'll pay for your own flight. Is, is that still good news? Why not? The good news is you're going to parents. But it cannot be good news because of the good news doesn't have bad in it. The good news, they come as they are. They cannot, they cannot be changed. And I want us to look at the good news that Paul is talking about. Number one, when you read the Bible in the book of Habakkuk, chapter two, I said you won't have any scriptures, don't worry, you won't have them there. Chapter two, verse four. Say, see the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Now Habakkuk was not, was, when you read the Bible, in the Old Testament, he was speaking about the life then, not now. But when Paul comes to us and, and he begins to talk to us about the good news, he says, now that shows both how righteous God he is in his plan. Righteousness also shows that God it is very, he is intentional about his plan. The reason why, 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 why he put us in a space where we look and say, now God, you are God in our lives and, and we are able to proclaim ourselves to be righteous. It is because of, we came to a point of understanding that we do not deserve to be put ourselves in a point of being righteous. But the Bible says we are put righteous by God. Because the Bible says, your, your, your righteousness, the Bible says, it calls it, it, praise the Lord. But when Paul looks at it, he comes to a point where he wants us to understand. I said, number one, the good news is that it is the good news, which is the word of God. But what does it mean for you to be righteous? When the Bible says you are the righteousness of God, what is it speaking about? And number one, to be righteousness or the righteousness of God or being righteous, it says that you are, it, it is a good standing with God. It is a good standing with God. How is it a good standing with God? I'll come back to that one. It says, now, now, it says, 
Righteousness, it is the condition of being in the right relationship with God. Now, the book of Matthew says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, number one, I must be in a right standing with God. I must be in a space whereby when I look at my life, I'm doing everything that pleases him. I'm doing everything that it is required from me as a child of God that whenever I'm looking at myself, I always look at God and say, now, because you are righteous, I have to be righteous. The book of Psalms speaks of that. It says, be righteous for he is righteous. It cannot demand you to be righteous because in your own way you cannot be righteous. But through Christ you can be righteous. And the Bible says you are made the righteousness of God. And the problem that we have most of the time is because of we have not always looked ourselves in that position. We have always determined our righteousness through what we do, through what we can do, through what we can offer to God, through what we can... We can oh, oh, to, to, to do good things does not mean that you are righteous. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah. How many of us know that? How, how many of us have been in a space whereby you think, oh, so you're doing good, you are righteous? It does not mean that you are righteous. You are just doing what is good, what is, what is expected from you. But for you to be in a space whereby you are righteous, it is because of righteousness comes from God himself, comes from God through Christ. Now the Bible says we are being made righteous. The day you stood up, the day you went to an altar call and said, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. The Bible says in an instant you were made righteous by God. But you know, we always want to do something. We always want to work on it. How many of us have heard the saying, when you say to somebody, you must come to church, but yeah, no, let me fix myself first, then I'll come later. Yeah, no, it, 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 I'm doing a lot, let me just stop doing one, two, three, four, five, and then I'll come. No, no, you will never come because of it is in your own works. You can never come because of everything that you do is from your own strength and your own power. You do not understand that you are called to a perfect place. You are called to a place where God says, if you come to me, I will make you my righteousness. God to tinas funu us bega, tinas funu wansi sintongenke la yetu. We cannot be in a space where we say we are the righteousness of God unless we are put by God in that place. And two, this can only happen through total faith and dependence of, upon Christ. There is no other way. It can only happen totally independent upon Christ. And there's nothing we can do. Because our faith to obtain this is through the relationship with God. When you read the book of Romans 11 verse 6, it's not here, don't worry. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. I, if you go to work, you work for your salary, isn't it? Unless na nikola mahala there.
So you have to wake up in the morning and go to work. And then when you get to work, you do what you are supposed to do, then you get paid. End of the month. But the Bible speaks to us and says, now, we must understand that the righteousness of God, it's not through works. If ever, if ever I have to do something to gain the righteousness of God, the Bible says it is not the righteousness of God. If, if ever I have to do something, I have to bring brown envelope. brown envelope, understand me. Bring a brown envelope, then you get it. You cannot. It is only through Christ that we obtain being called the righteousness of God. There is no work you can do that will prove you to be righteous in the sight of God. And God's righteousness is always more in quality and quantity than our own will ever be. The righteousness of God is in quality and quantity. Those that did business, they understand when you talk about the quality and quantity of something. So, I mean, in my understanding of quality and quantity, it speaks of how rich this thing is. And how big it is. There's a song that says, Lomu songaga, wanele bonke, abazitobile yoguye. You know the song? Because it is not for one person, it's for everybody. So now the quality of the grace of God, it gives you that strength, it gives you that power to be able to declare. You know when you go outside and people are like, when Utukbanduti, Utukbanduti, I am the righteousness of God, I am righteous. I know most of us, we are afraid to say I'm righteous. Yeah, I know. Because the reason why you cannot say you are righteous, you always look at what you did yesterday. You always look at what you did two years ago. You always look at what you did days before. And because of that, you always look at yourself and say, no, I am not righteous. Listen, the Bible says you are made righteous by God. Unkulukulu, when he made you righteous, he knew Ukutuzo planda in your life. He knew that you will make mistakes in your life. But even after you have done the same thing, he always looks at you and says, you are still my righteousness because Christ had to die for you many years ago so that you can be the righteousness of God. That is why it cannot be by works. Because if it is by works, we cannot do it. If Paul says something, it cannot be. I cannot do it on my own. Until you come to the knowledge and the revelation of understanding that you are made righteous and because of you are righteous, the Bible says that you have the identity of Christ in you. We proclaim to be the children of God, but only when people ask us. Do you really understand? Do you, I was asking a question. Do you really understand your identity? Do you know who you are in Christ? 
Because, Pastor Lord, you must come to a point of understanding that as a child of God, there is nothing, there is no, I don't care who, I don't care what prophet it is. That can come and say you are not righteous, but you have to do something before you are righteous. Let me tell you something. He is talking a lie. Amen? You cannot pay to be righteous. It is a free gift from God. Praise the Lord. You, you are wearing a beautiful attire today. You are proud to say, I am Zulu, I am Suta, I am Benda. Why are you so proud to call yourself that? Because you identify yourself with where you are from. With your originality. Now the same thing has to happen in our lives as the children of God. Our identity is in Christ. And therefore, that is why we say we are the children of God. Not only children, but we are heirs of the Father. There's a song that says we are heirs of the Father, jointed with the Son. We are children of His kingdom. Yeah. Because we're singing back in the days. I want us to look at something. Now, in the book of Psalms 112, verse 6, it says this. Surely the righteous, the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. Now, when you are put righteous by God, listen, the, the Bible says, you will never be shaken. And now you come to a point of understanding who you are in Christ. You understand that I am the righteousness of God. You understand. I did not deserve. And because of that, I come to a point of understanding that I cannot be shaken. I cannot be shaken. Because I am remembered forever. When the book of Psalms get it, you must, you must come to a point you start declaring things in your righteousness. We have always declared I am the head, not the tail. When was the last time you did that declaration that way? When was the last time you declared something that is from the word of God about your life? Because we are always waiting for somebody to come and decree. Somebody to come and declare something in your life. You are a child of God. You are righteous not because of works. But God and Christ has, through Christ has made you his righteousness. When he looks at you, he looks at you from the point of his righteousness. When the devil goes to him and says, yeah, no, no, no. You see what he's going to do. See, see what he's going to do. He looks at that and says, but he's still my righteousness. Because of he did not make himself righteous, but I have made him to be. And because God has made you to be, therefore he's able to maintain that. Nothing can change that. Nothing can change who you are in Christ. Now you must come to realization of that. You must come to a point whereby you understand that you are what God says you are. Not what the world says you are. I love, I love the fact that our young people on Friday are talking about identity. We have identified ourselves with a lot of things. To a point that we even forget who we are in Christ. Let me tell you something. I told a story about my dad 
few weeks ago. But there's nothing that I can know, there's nothing I can do. That every time when they see me, they see my dad. Because I am the image of my dad. Amen. Now, a father, whenever they, 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 they father their kids, the kids will always look at what the father is doing and imitate that. Or a girl child or will just identify with the parent. And it, that is why now when you look at your TikTok, you find them doing makeup or they doing gardening because of their father and their mother is doing something. Now, with you as a child of God, the Bible says, as we taking the mirror, we're looking at Christ. The reflection of him is what we become. Now we become the reflection because we're always looking up to him. Because once you come to a point of understanding that it is not through your own power, but through him, you always imitate what he does. Praise the Lord. That is why you cannot be shaken. And the book of Isaiah says this 54, 14 to 7 says, In the righteousness you shall be established, you shall, you shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Yakubah 17, it is what we love, all of us will love this one. And it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which will rise against you in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of God. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. It is your heritage as a child of God. It says every tongue that seeks to rise upon your life. Because now you are no longer of the world, but you belong to God. Nobody has the power to say anything against your life. Let me, let me look this at this one. You are the righteousness of God. You are a child of God. Can a child of God be cursed? Why do you believe so much in being cursed? You cannot be cursed because you are hidden in Christ. You, you are hidden in him. You are not hidden in him. You are hidden in Christ. When the Bible says every time that seeks to rise against you, it will not succeed. It begins from there when it says, there is no weapon formed against you. That shall prosper. But every weapon that formed against you that prosper is because of you have allowed it to work. Whenever you are beholding the mirror, whenever you are beholding what Christ is to us, you come to a point of understanding that my life is not my own, but therefore I have to live for him. To maintain the position where I am, as long as I'm still a child, 
I still maintain to get what belongs to me. So, Pastor when the Bible says there is no weapon from that shall prosper, it means that when do you start? I want you to come to able to understand you remain that way, it will never change. You have to start walking in your righteousness. Begin to declare things in your life. Begin to declare things in your life. Speak life to your life. You cannot wait for somebody also or somebody from anywhere to come and speak good things in your life. The reason why it's we don't have anything. It's because of we always wait for somebody else to come and declare life in our lives. But I want you to understand, as I said before, in the book of Titus 3, 5, it says he saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy. By the cleansing of the new birth, spiritual transformation and regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit. But you are not just anybody. You are powerful beyond measure. You cannot, you, Basalwan, you are, you are more than you ever think you could be. The book of Psalms 82 verse 6 says to us, you are the gods, you are the God, the children of the most high God. You are gods. The reason why you are put in this place is because of you must come to a point of understanding that because I am the righteousness of God, it matters not what you can say, but I am the righteousness of God. I can do things. I can make things happen. Because it is not my power. It is not through my energy, but it is through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The reason why we say through him, not we can do on our own strength, but through him, because through him we have our being. I just want to bring this quickly to you that it is not by power. Because you are the righteousness of God, you are powerful beyond measure. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, therefore, James chapter 5 verse 16, says, therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The power of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Yeah, yeah. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Because number one, you are put the righteousness of God. God has given you the strength because you are righteous. That's why. Twelve o'clock, somebody is calling me. Hey, I've got a headache. You have the power in your hand. You are put in a space. And the Bible says, it says the prayer of a righteous person. The prayer of a righteous person. The prayer of a righteous person. Are you righteous? Or are you still doubting it? Can I see the hands of the people that are righteous in the house? How do you feel that you raise up your hand that you are righteous? You take the same thing and you run with it. When the Bible, the Bible says when the enemy will come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise up the standards. 
As a child of God, that's why I love the song. Because he would not allow it. As a child of God, you understand that you are you are righteous. You are beyond. And I want to close with the scripture. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, things, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their transgressions to them, and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. If any man he is a new creation. You are a new creation. The old is gone. You know what the Bible says when you continue downward? It says, For he who you know sin was made sin for you. So that you can be the righteousness of God. He was made sinful so that when God looks at you, you are standing in a place whereby you say, I am the righteousness of God because his word said it and I believe it and I'm going to work on it. For the old has passed, but the new has begun. And said, Can I ask? I hear the Bible says the old is gone and the new has begun. So does that mean also my kids? They are in the old. Because he did not understand. But I want to bring this to you today. That he who you know sin, for you to be reconciled back to God, for you to attain the power to become the righteousness of God, Christ had to die. He had to be laid on the cross. He had to be crucified. So that we can reconcile back to God. And when you have reconciled back to God, it is beyond what you could ever think. Now that you are the son of God, now that you are a child of God, now that you are a daughter of God, now that you are a child of God, the Bible says you are righteous. Stop using your power to gain favor of God. Because your favor cannot work for you. Only God is able to put you in a space of being called the rise. And I want you from today when you walk, walk boldly. Yeah, walk boldly. They say chest out. Some of us when you say we are chest out, it's because of the Zimela, so it's pulling us in the back. It's not that sometimes we are chest out. But I want you to go out, just out. The devil will always remind you of what you did. Your response is to say, yes, I know. I know. But I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. He died.
died for my sins so that I can be called the righteousness of God. And there is nothing that you can do or say that will make me doubt that even for a minute. Because the work of him is just to bring doubt in your life. Always remember, he did not deserve to die. But he had to die for you to be saved. You are righteous because Christ says you are righteous. The reason why the Bible says a, a righteous person falls seven times. A righteous man falls seven times. Does it mean when he falls seven times, he's not righteous? No, they are righteous. But they get back up again. Because you understand that I am righteous not because of my own works. But I have been made righteous. And I want to close with the scripture. In the book of John 3.16. We all know the scripture, all of us. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You might wonder why I'm closing with the scripture. I want to speak to somebody who's sitting here. You have not confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. If you believe, you can be made righteous. I want us to stand on our feet and close our eyes. If you are in this place, you know for sure, you know for sure that you have never lifted up your hand. You have never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are in this place, and you say, I want to be saved. I want to welcome him in my spirit. I want to welcome him in my heart. All eyes closed. If you are here, you know you are not saved. Can you just lift up your hand where you are? I want to make a prayer for you. Thank you God for those hands that are raising. If you are here also, you can also do the same. Join them. I want you to raise it up. Raise that hand high. We thank God for the hands that are up. Keep them up and I want us to open our eyes. You are standing to somebody who's lifting up their hand to God. Can you just put your hand over them? When I, the one who's sitting next to the person who's raising up their hand, just put your hand on the one that is raised their hands. We are going to help them to receive the Lord. And I want us to, I want you to follow me in this prayer as we join them. And please, I'm going to ask our ushers, just make sure that you get the names of the people that got saved today. I'm going to make a prayer. Let's join hands together. And let's all say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, today, I give my life to you. With the heart I believe, 
with the mouth I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Heavenly Father, from today, I am a child of God. From today, I am saved through Christ Jesus. From today, I am the righteousness of God. I thank you for saving my life. I thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you are a Lord in my life. You are a father in my life. You are also a friend in my life. From today henceforth, I will live for you in Jesus' name. Let me pray. Father, I just want to thank you for your people that are, your children of God are saved today. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that, oh God, may you be the God in their lives. May you always, oh God, protect them. May you always walk with them. May your favor be their portion. I pray that, Heavenly Father, may your covering be in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that, oh God, for as long as they live, they will never like any good thing. I thank you that from today henceforth, they are the righteousness of God. So therefore, Lord, may all glory and all honor be unto you in Jesus' name. Somebody give God the praise. You can do better than that. You can give them the hug. Give them the hug. Welcome them in the kingdom of God. Give them the hug and welcome them in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah.